Ahoy! Welcome to a socially distanced episode of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome, welcome. How you doing, Nick? Cold. I already know, because we've just tried to record the first 20 <laughs> minutes of this podcast, and I have to do it again. I'm not even going to lie to people. Uh, Discord, Discord is a git, and it let us down. Bit frustrating. Oh, well. It's twice. We've tried to record over Discord twice, and it's let us down both times. So, fuck them. <laughs> It's not an endorsement. <laughs> no, very much not. Don't try and record your podcast on Discord, people. It doesn't work. How have um, you been, Nick? How's your week been? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Well, we had an exciting time, didn't we? Did we? We uh, we spoke Oh, vi- yeah, Sunday virtually. morning. Yes, it was uh, great. We, we were guests on possibly the filthiest podcast that I know. Uh, I don't think it's possibly, <laughs> and I don't think it's just from the ones you know. <laughs> Um, Shart Select. Yes, we guested on Shart Select, which th- I think this episode comes out the same day that that episode does. Uh, I believe so, so. If you subscribe to both podcasts, you will get double Adam and Nick this week. Lucky you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, their their main episode wasn't that bad. It was the uh, their Patreon episodes are ridiculous. I still, I don't feel right. Still, and it's four days later now. Yes, I've not slept properly since. Um, <laughs> but trust me, that is an endorsement. Uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot yeah, of fun talking to those guys. If you're not so, listening to Shout Select, you're you're missing out on a lot of comedy and a lot of good fun because they're the funnest people. So go and chat, go and listen to them as well as us. But listen it, to this one first. Yeah, deal. Two podcasts in a day is easy. Everybody can do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, no question about it. Uh, yeah, apart from that, um, yeah, not too much going on. We're just uh, we're getting through lockdown number two. Lockdown two, electric bugaloo. Yeah, yep. Stuck at home on my own. It's like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yep, it's great. Good. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do news, or do you want to do what we've been watching at the top of the stream? Let's flip reverse it and do what we've been watching. Okay, okay. Let's do that then. What have you been watching at the top of the stream, Nick? I am massively behind the curve. Uh, right. I, I am fully aware of that. But this weekend, I watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Because oh, amazing. it has just turned up on Netflix UK. It has indeed. What did you think? I loved it. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's isn't be- it good? It's beautiful. It's such a good film. I think it's the best looking animated film I've ever seen. I, th- this it might d- even be the best animated film I've ever seen. I mean, I think there's definitely an argument for both of those things. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just looks amazing. It does, uh, it's beautiful. It's a comic book brought to life. Uh, yeah, and it's a great story, great characters, and it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Who That's true. Has been on the stream sh- alum. Yeah, exactly. We've seen a couple of his movies on this show. Yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah, true. He's also in it. We've we've had uh, one of his movies on here as well. What was he in? Uh, uh, win, win It All. Win It All, yeah. Was that a season finale? No, I don't think so. Was it not? No. I feel like it was. Um, Maybe not. It was which, close to the end of season two, I think. Yeah, I think so. Which you didn't like as much as me. But no, I didn't. <laughs> but I do like Jake Johnson normally. And he's yeah. really good in that, in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, he is. He is, to be fair. I, uh, Definitely so... check it out. I I nearly watched it again when it came onto Netflix, and I probably will at some point. I watched it when it first came out. Uh, I, I think, think it's going to be where... I think it's going to be pretty big. Yeah, I think, I think you might be right. <laughs> it's going to do all right for itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, so so that, and then the only other thing I've really watched is something not on Netflix, uh, which huh. which is the Goldbergs, um, which oh right, yeah, used to be 
pretty up to date on. And then the other week we thought, oh, we've not watched that for a while. Uh, look, checked it out. Turns out I've not watched it for two years. or two seasons behind. <laughs> so. the, the next season's just started as well. I think oh, really? Weeks. I think it's like three weeks in. So Yeah. So um, It's one of those things that you just forget about, though, isn't it? I know yeah. It's, it's such a simple show to watch that you just forget about it. So, um, yeah, I really that's, enjoyed that's, that's really good enjoyed for... It, Sorry, say again. I really enjoy Goldberg's. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's just a, a really easy watch, isn't it? Did you ever watch the spin-off show? I've seen one or two episodes. They got axed. I've not heard great things. Um, it, no, I didn't think it was that. It's been axed now. It's not coming back for season two. Yeah. No, good. Cool. How about you? I I watched a film that you recommended. Okay, that always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like. Leads that. to an interesting. Conversation. <laughs> you recommend me films all the time, but then don't like it when I when I watch them. <laughs> um, I watched Kill Me Three Times. Oh yeah, which is the film you mentioned. I think was it last week you mentioned it. I think so. Yeah, the Australian yeah, comedy Simon Pegg comedy Simon Pegg film. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Cool. Also has a bottom of the stream alum in it. Does it? Yes. Um, the third Hemsworth's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke. Yeah, he's in the anomaly. He was Which briefly we did in, in that, wasn't two. he? Yeah. Which is one of the worst films I've ever seen. As we say, pretty much every week now. Um, he's, um, yeah, he's in that. So. He's good in this one, though. I thought. Yeah, he's all right in it. Yeah, not bad. The Manky Hemsworth. <laughs> That's really harsh. I hope he never hears you say that. Yeah, I don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's fun in this, Kill Me Three Times. Uh, yeah, he is. And he's good. He's good in it. Simon Pegg. Good as a hitman, actually. Yeah, I agree. Good as a, a British uh, gangster hitman type. And then it just turns into a bit of a farce, really, yeah, doesn't it? it is just a comedy farce, but it's it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good recommendation. Well done. Thank you. No problem. Anything Anytime. else? Yeah, I've been over... Since we last spoke uh, last week, I've been watched an entire TV show. Okay. <laughs> Three seasons. <laughs> Impressive. Good work. Um, I've done it all before. I've done it... This is possibly my third or fourth watch through of it. Okay. I've uh, I've been to watch Black Books. Oh, classic. Which is a clash- classic... <laughs> a classic British sitcom from 20 years ago. Wowzers. I know. It came out in 2000, ran from 2000 to 2004. It is an absolute cacophony of cameos in that okay. show. Cacophony of cameos. Do you like that? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Nice uh, alliteration. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's not many episodes. I think there's only eight. Is there six episodes in a season? I think so. I think there's only 18 episodes of Black Books. I've right. made a list of turn of the century comedy stars who have since got on gone on to be... Quite big. Okay, this will be interesting. Do you want Do you want to know all the cameos that are in Black Box? Yes, please. So obviously it stars Dylan Moran, Bill Bailey and Tamsin Grieg. Yep. Tamsin Grieg has done quite well since. She's in quite a lot of stuff. Uh, most famously probably, what's that thing called? Friday Night Dinner. Over here, yeah. She was yep. in, um, what's the... She was in uh, episodes as well. That's what I'm Matt thinking Le, of, yeah, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Um, <laughs> but cameos are endless so i'm gonna read you some names out you ready yep nick frost cameos in it cool tony way uh I, i've heard the name i can't quite put a face to him you would know the face i promise you Ahmed the jelly yep jessica hines sure keith allen yes annette crosby yeah simon Pegg. yeah i definitely remember his episode <laughs> uh julian rintut i think that's how you pronounce it yeah that's right he's from green wing yeah, so it was Tamsin Grieg, wasn't she? Yeah. That was she started. Yeah. Uh, Rob Brydon. Oh, okay. Johnny Vegas. Cool. David Williams. Yeah, I'm not so not so, not, not, bothered not so about cool. that one. <laughs> Ricky Grover. Uh, that he's one doesn't ring a bell. He's another one whose face you will know. Okay, I'm um, going to look him up. Oscar award-winning Olivia Coleman. Brilliant. Peter Serafinowicz. 
Yeah, he was all... Possibly the most memorable. He was in all, all of those, wasn't he? Yeah. You're yeah. just like, Fran? I love that. I could do that all the time. And Martin Freeman. Yeah, I thought you might say his name. Yeah, that sort of time period was those people's bread and butter, wasn't it? It was yeah. like, that's where they all started out. And yeah, every one of them is in Black Books. And there's only 18 episodes. So there's pretty much a cameo in every single episode. It's well worth checking. If you've not watched Black Books, check it out. It's amazing. It's stupid. It's about three guys running a bookshop, but it's so funny. It is it makes fun. me laugh so much. Yeah, it's great. So I think it's my third or fourth rewatch of it. Cool. I thought you were going to tell me you'd started Lost again for a minute. <laughs> no, not quite. I'm not quite there yet. I've done that Good. once this year. Maybe next year. <laughs> I think Dexter's going to be my next big rewatch. Yeah, yeah, that's... Get, that's get fair, ready for the, play. Uh, for the new season next year. Yeah. Have you got any Netflix news? Uh, I have. Have you? Good. Yeah, I've got five pieces of Netflix Ooh. news. Well, I've got four, so you go first and we'll take it in turns. Okie dokie. I'm going to start with this one. Emily in Paris. Yeah. Oui. Has been renewed for season two. Ah, oh, bon. And Netflix have also put out a tweet saying, stop pronouncing our show's name wrong. Right, right. Emily and Paris rhyme. Ah, of course. Emily in Paris. That's how you're supposed to say it. And they put out a tweet out like telling people off for saying it wrong. But it's just Lily, Col- Lily Collins is in it, I think. Yeah, it is, yes. And it's just been renewed for a second season, so it must have done all right. It's been in the top ten for a very long time, so I think it has. Strike while, strike while the iron's hot and all that? Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen it. I've no well, idea what it's about. I don't think it's really for me. But... My wife's watched it. She liked it. I've not yeah. I've not watched it. Strike while the baguette is warm. <laughs> absolutely. But make sure you pronounce the name right, because Netflix get all sarky about it if you don't. Yeah, they'll send a man round. <laughs> uh, maybe. Your turn. Uh, David Fincher. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. This is so big news. He, uh, in the next month or so, uh, his new movie called Mank is yep. coming to Netflix. It is about someone trying to finish the script for Citizen Kane, I believe. That is the yeah, premise. That is correct. So it's sort of classic Hollywood. Uh, he has revealed this week that he has signed an exclusive deal to work only for Netflix for the next yep. four years. That's a long time. So... Yeah, anything he does for the next four years is coming to Netflix. Yeah, That's absolutely. a pretty big signing, I would say. Yeah, it is. It's massive. He's one of the biggest directors in the world. Yeah. It'd be really exciting to see what he's going to come up with. Yeah, and he's he's definitely sort of award fodder, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. Uh, everything that he does. So, yeah. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a really big bit of news for Netflix, I think. Yeah, I was quite excited when I read that earlier this week. It's good times. Awesome. Next piece of news from myself is that Barbarians has also been renewed at Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Do you know Barbarians? Yeah, we mentioned it a few weeks ago, I think. We did. It's actually apparently very good. I'm sure it it's, is, yeah. It's German. It's a German Netflix original. Cool. Uh, yeah, season two has just been announced. I think it was today, in fact. So oh, hot, hot, hot off the press. The press. <laughs> Whoa, we both said that at the same time. <laughs> Your turn. Arnold Schwarzenegger. What about him? He is actively involved in a untitled TV series that is in development at Netflix. Oh, really? It is about a father and daughter. It's a spy comedy TV series. It would be the first TV series that Arnie has ever done if it gets gets off the ground. Yep. Wow, that's Uh, interesting. Yeah, as I say, he is actively involved in developing and producing it. It's... Netflix have got the rights should it go to production. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Do we know anything about what it's about or not? Uh, he plays the father, not the daughter. Oh, good. That would be, that'd be <laughs> really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Me then? 
Me yep. turn. <laughs> Me turn, Nick. <laughs> um, I've got another bit of renewal news. Okay. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Has been renewed for season three. Also today, also hot off the press. So, uh, ow, get on that. <laughs> that press is hot. Yeah, it is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like it. I've not stuck with it. It wasn't for me. But uh, I know a few people that do. So sure, they'll be happy. I guess. <laughs> it would be. Th- do you think it would be three and out like most other things? Probably. Yeah, you don't get past season three on Netflix, as we discussed <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, this next one's quite interesting. Um, Go on, David Spade. Yes. One of uh, Adam Sandler's best friends. Yes. And and therefore completely in bed with Netflix. Yeah. Has uh, announced that he will be hosting a new show on Netflix. And it is called The Netflix After Party. All right. And he will be hosting, joined by a sort of revolving cast of guests and comedians. And they will be sitting down, chatting about, as the synopsis says, the buzziest... <laughs> shows and films that are available on Netflix. So they're basically going to be doing what we're doing right now, I talking mean, about Netflix. <laughs> they're probably going to be a bit nicer. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But essentially, yes. <laughs> so they're doing Top of the Stream. Their show should be called Top of the Stream. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be watching Life Force or <laughs> <laughs> The <Hungerford>. Anomaly <laughs> or Hungerford. <laughs> but yeah, that is coming in 2021. Excellent. I mean, I know someone who could have done a better job. But there you go. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> My turn? Yeah. Do you know who Harlan Coben is? Yeah, he's an author. Yes. He's had two TV shows turned into... Two books turned into TV shows. Yeah. Uh, he's about to have a third because uh, Netflix have signed up. I've not got the name of the book. I've just got that they've signed him for a new show. And it's going to star Cush Jumbo. Amazing. James Nesbitt and Richard Armitage. Oh, okay. They're like... I described the, the last one was The Stranger, wasn't it? Yes. And it's like a good ITV drama. Now, if you're in yeah. the UK, you'll know what an ITV drama is because they're it's like shit a, cop dramas. Well, I've never read one of his books, but it is like either. it's the TV version of like a pulpy paperback, isn't it? Yes. Holiday book. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they seem to put a bit more. I think Safe was the first one, and I think that was an ITV drama. That is. Is that the one that stars Michael C. Hall? Yes. Okay. I think that did start on terrestrial British TV, and then Netflix okay. got hold of it, and now stole it. Ran then with it. the Stranger came, which was a Netflix original, I think, and now this one's coming. But I've not sure. got the name of it. Apologies, I thought I had, but I haven't, and I've just googled it and I can't find it. Oh worries. <laughs> That's I've got one more. How many have you got? One more. Go for it. It's my turn. So we need to get on with this film because it's on for fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love a documentary. I do, especially if it's about something a bit weird. Yeah. So on so as this episode comes out tomorrow yeah uh, tuesday the 17th you will be able to watch uh, a six-part documentary on netflix it is called we are the champions okay it is narrated by rain wilson who you may know from the u.s office i do i know played who that is played dwight yep. and there are six episodes that they are all about a different subjects and they follow the sort of path and what it's like to be the champion, the top of the game at, shall we say, some quite niche oh, really? competitions. So there's an, epi- there's an episode on cheese rolling. Cool. Chili eating. Oh, no, I'd be crap at that. Yo-yo. I used to be able to do a yo-yo. I've not done one for a long time. Dog dancing. <laughs> Is that dancing like a dog or with a dog? I-, I think you make the dog dance. Oh, okay. 
extreme more sense. Extreme hairstyling. What? Extreme hairstyling. Is that a thing? <laughs> I've literally <laughs> never heard of that. It's a documentary about it. And frog jumping. Jumping over frogs or making frogs jump? Well, I'm interested in what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be jumping over frogs. That's stupid. It's going to be, I don't know, how high can a frog jump? I don't know. I, 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 I have believe, literally no idea. <laughs> yeah, I believe you like have to tease a frog to jump. And then measure how high it jumps. And whether it's how far, how high, or if it's a race. Or maybe there's different events. I don't so know. But is the champion the frog or the person who teases <laughs> it? Yeah, good question. So is it like the horse and the jockey? Yeah. What's the best? Oh, that's weird. We'll make I'm going to watch out. that. That sounds quite fun. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, trailer's available. Yeah, it, it, it drops in full on Tuesday. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. If you're listening to this on day of release. If you're not, then it's probably already out there. Yeah, go find it. <laughs> I've got one more piece. <laughs> Show me your piece. <laughs> um, do you know who Tom Hanks is? Yeah. Good. Big, big friends. <laughs> big big fan. Yeah. Um, he's got a film coming out called News of the World. Okay. Or he was, he did have a film coming out on News called News of the World that was supposed to release in the States on Christmas Day. Um, obviously, for various reasons that we won't talk about it, that is not happening. Sure. And so they have sold the rights to Netflix. Oh, okay. And Netflix are going to release it next year. Um, as yet undecided when, but yeah, News of the World is now going straight to Netflix, and it was supposed to be like Tom Hanks's next big thing. So wow. I think it's a real coup for Netflix to pick that oh, up. I'd love to know how much they paid for that. Yeah, me too. So it will premiere on Netflix. Yes. Wow. I don't know if it's going to be one of these where they uh, release it in cinemas as well, because Netflix is starting to do that a lot more now. Okay. Do you want to know what it's about? Yes, please. It says a Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the QI. Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that can that Ivor can call home. I think it was supposed to be like a Oscar grabber. Well, it's Tom Hanks. He doesn't do anything else, does he? Guess, guess what? What? It's got a bottom of the stream alum in it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it has got Mary Winningham in it. Oh, amazing. Yeah, she was in Miracle Mile. Sure. Which coincidentally sure. was our 80s film a couple of seasons ago. And this film this week is our 80s film for this season. It sure is. How I love a good coincidence and we seem to get a lot of them. Very apt. Very apt indeed. So I'm done with my news. Have you done with your news? I am newsed out. Have you got anything else you want to talk about? I really want to talk about this film. Okay, good. We should probably put some time aside then and talk about it. (laughs) Let's do that. So this week we watched a film called Life Force. Life Force was released in 1985, which is 35 years ago. It is an 18. Now, normally now I'd say the running time. IMDb has the running time at one hour and 41 minutes. Okay. This is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) The run time on Netflix is one hour and 56 minutes. Okay. Now the reason for this, I did a bit of research. Basically... The director's cut of this film is two hours and eight minutes long. Okay, right. (laughs) You're not going to make me do some maths, are you? (laughs) No. The movie was cut down pre-release to one hour and 41 minutes, which is where Netflix gets it from. Sure. Um, That was the cut that was released into cinemas. Um, Following that, it was recut to one hour and 56 minutes, which is the cut that was released on video and is the cut that we still see to this day. With you. So how they cut it from two hours and eight minutes to one hour and 41 minutes, I don't know. But yeah, why IMDb listed at 141 when it hasn't been in a cinema for 35 years and hasn't had that runtime for 35 years? I don't know, <laughs> but they're liars. 
it's just a, a probably a data entry error somewhere. Is it something really so boring? Confused, so when it came out last week, I was like, oh, hour forty one. That's about average for one of our films. Turned out it's an hour and fifty six minutes, and I was not prepared for that. <laughs> um, it's currently rated at six point two out of ten on IMDb. Stars a guy called Steve Railsback, who plays Doc, Colonel Tom Carlson. You won't know him. Well, you might know him, I guess. He's in. Have you heard of a film called The Stuntman? I don't think so. It's got Pete. He's in that with Peter O'Toole. It's from 1980. Okay. Um, he also played Ed Gain in the film called Ed Gain in 2000. Ed Gain was a serial killer, wasn't he? Yeah. And he's also in Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's not at the biggest of careers. This is probably his most famous film. It also stars a lady called Matilda May, who is sure. credited in the film as Space Girl. Yeah. Um, she is French and at this point in her career could not speak a word of English and all, all of her lines in this film she spoke phonetically oh really so it was her voice yeah it was her voice but she could she did not know what she was oh. saying she just felt she just sounded that's cool yeah it is cool the only other film you might have seen her in is The Jackal I have seen that with um, oh many many years ago Richard Gere yes I think yeah. so uh, Bruce Willis yeah it is Bruce Willis you're right um, she was 18 when she made this really? film really wow which, when you think about the role that she plays in this film, is quite disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> also stars a guy called Peter C- Peter Firth as Colonel Colin Crane, Kane, and he's in the Hunt for Red October. Uh, it's based on a book. Did you know it was based on a book? Uh, I did, yes. Called Space Vampires. Which, I'm going to put it out there and say that's a better title. Agreed. It's a better title in a sort of schlocky, straight-to-DVD <laughs> yeah. manner. I think this was trying to be quite a serious movie agreed. at the time of release. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah. Uh, directed by Tobe Hooper. I did say that right this week, so I said it wrong last week. Yeah. Caught a bit of flack for it. Um, he is most famous for directing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting guy. And its, and it's sequel, a very interesting guy. He also directed Poltergeist. Well, he, well. he might have done. <laughs> Yeah, who nobody really knows. No, and uh, 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 that's really interesting. So he certainly started directing it. There was yeah. there has been always been a rumor that he didn't finish, or he did finish it, and the studio didn't like what they had because yeah. there's a very strong rumor that Steven Spielberg either took over or went and did shoots on Poltergeist. Yeah, which is interesting because he doesn't like this cut of this film. Oh, really? No, he did. He didn't like it when they cut down to one fifty six from two hundred eight. Yeah, that's most directors, isn't it? Though, yeah, my, my whole vision. <laughs> it came from studio cuts, and he didn't. He didn't agree. That's with why that. David Finch has come to Netflix, so we can direct a five hour version of uh, whatever. <laughs> probably will as well. He's probably is one of the greatest horror directors of all time, though, right? Yeah, I. I mean, he's sorry. <laughs> I think a message through the uh, door. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, just for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because that's one of the greatest horror films of all time. Unbelievable movie. It is. I love that film so much. It's it's such a great film. Uh, Do you know, this film was written by Dan O'Bannon. Do you know what he's famous for? Yeah, he uh, helped, I don't know if on his own, but he definitely was responsible for uh, writing Alien. Yeah, according to IMDb, he wrote the first Alien film. And he now has a credit based on the characters by... In nice. every other alien film ever. So yeah. he's done a right for himself out of that, I would have thought. So he, he obviously <laughs> likes aliens, because this is an 80s film about aliens, yeah? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Where does this film start, Nick? Space. Where Space, else could it start? The final frontier. It starts with a fucking very long credit scene. It's, it's, that's <laughs> just of its time, isn't it? It's, it's a bit... Actually, it was weird, because 
Yeah. The score all the way through this is, it doesn't really matter. It's quite jaunty at no. times. Yeah, it is. In fact, when we get to it, I'll point it out. But there was there was one bit where, where the later on, where the score was very happy and some like <laughs> the shit's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a really weird film. Yes. That That's a massive understatement. I, fin- I finished that sentence there. But we'll come to it more, but that's a massive understatement. It's a fucking mental film. Um, oh, by the way, Groove Burrito censored their episode this week, and I am never doing that, just so you Did know. They? <laughs> yeah, they apparently took some flack for swearing too much. Okay. So they bleeped out every swear word, which made it a lot more obvious what they were talking about. <laughs> and it must have been so much work for Harrison, so don't ever expect me to do that, please. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have any children listening, do we, so... No, I don't think so. I That's don't fine. think they'll do it again. I mean, I spoke to Jordan about it. I don't think they'll do it again. But it, give it a listen because it's actually really funny because it because they're aware of how much they swear. It makes them swear more. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was really making me laugh all the way through. So check it out. Um, anyway, this film starts on August the ninth at two thirty p.m. GMT, according to the voiceover. Yeah, it doesn't matter what year. No, it doesn't matter what year. <laughs> and we're aboard a spacecraft called the Churchill. Now. Let's point out from the start, this is a British space film. Yeah. but <laughs> Which I imagine is probably the only one of its kind. But we've just nicked one of NASA's specials. Yeah. And renamed it the Churchill. Yeah. And they've gone on a rendezvous to meet up with Halley's Comet. Yeah, they are studying uh, the comet. And, yeah. you know, again, in, in a bit of my reading, this was quite topical at the time because this movie came out the year before Halley's Comet was passing Earth. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, that's the reason. Apparently, it's not Halo's comet in the book, but they, uh, no, they, they that, sort of that, pounced that. on that. So yeah, fair. It's good thinking. Not a bad idea. Why, not? Is it? why wouldn't? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, while they're on the route to this comet, they find an object on their radar scanners. Yep. Which they describe as being 150 miles long and two miles high, which is quite large. Um, so what they do, they think it's, it's some sort of ship, and they decide they're going to spacewalk to it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get off the ship, they go uh, spacewalking, get inside it, find that it's completely derelict. Yeah. And when I, they go in, they go inside. It, it, I'm definitely getting alien vibes straight away because it, it's yeah. it's the design of it is kind of fleshy, isn't it? It's yeah. It's not mechanical. Um, no. It's it's almost like a alive. You know. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, but we've seen this sort of thing before, and it instantly <laughs> makes you think. Is this movie just, it's just trying to pounce on the whole alien Star Wars type thing? Yeah. but I think there was a lot of 80s films that did that, wasn't there? Sure, this sure. Was, this was right up there with them. Um, it's They describe it as looking like a giant umbrella, because it has like a shaft <laughs> and then a, an umbrella on the end, I guess. Yeah, and um, they uh, they spacewalk. I, 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 the only way I can describe it is down a fleshy tunnel. <laughs> it's inside it's the true. ship, isn't it? it? That's exactly what they do. And when they when they reach the peak of this fleshy tunnel, they they find a load of giant bats. Yeah. Basically, thousands of them. Yeah. So they think, what we'll do, we'll uh, we'll net one of them. Yeah. They actually says we'll bag it, but they they, they yeah. had a net. They just put a massive so they, net around it. Just put a net around it. We're like, right, we'll keep exploring. We'll come back for that in a minute. Uh, and then I've put, meanwhile, the ship unfills a big umbrella. Yeah. Because so... the guys on back on the Churchill are freaking out because something's happening. Yeah. So they see this umbrella open. And meanwhile, yeah. in the ship, as our explorers are are, are going through it, what yeah. I can only describe <laughs> as a glowing anus, 
uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> appears and because uh, the, there's like a hole in the wall but it, it just looks like a arse uh, it did, did look like a giant bomb <laughs> and they kind of float through that don't they yeah they head towards it because that's what you do and when they're in there that's where they find like loads and loads of like, preserved bats and things yeah but there's also three humanoid bodies in there in like glass i wouldn't say glass cabinets but they're not they're just like they've got some sort of protection around them yeah they? almost like crystal yeah like there's a, two like a phone booth <laughs> yeah there's two men and a, a lady and the commander's quite drawn to them he can't take his eyes off them yeah they're all completely he, naked by the way oh yeah yeah i should mention that uh, you you see a lot of the lady you don't see anything of the two gentlemen no because um, that wasn't allowed in the 80s but a naked 18 year fully frontal naked 18 year old is absolutely fine apparently yeah that's uh, questionable <laughs> to say the least apparently toby hooper was really creepy with her as well the makeup ladies had to like protect her oh blimey because he was like he was very um keen on getting her pubic hair right <laughs> and making it because originally he made her shave it all off and then he didn't like that so he made her grow it all back and then they had to like put a merkin on her and everything just to make it look right what is it with merkins in this show <laughs> but apparently he used to get like right up close and check that it was right that's it was yeah yeah <laughs> it never happened these days put it that way well i'm not sure in hollywood there you go <laughs> well no that's true not casting any aspersions on toby hooper's character by the way i'm just pointing out what i read the commander decides he wants to take these three bodies back to the ship, to the Churchill. Yes. And so they do. And then instantly we cut to 30 days later. Yeah. And the Churchill is now orbiting Earth. Yeah. It's on a course back to Earth. So um, this, I've written here, mission control is in the UK, question mark. Yes. In London somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not responding. No. So mission control is trying to talk to the shuttle and yeah, they can't get anything back. So what they do, because it's really easy to send spaceships up into space, I is love they, made me they just scramble another one. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, right, get get to, get the Columbia. We'll send that up there. Yeah. And uh, we'll dock them. Because you can just like get... prep. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to just send up. a spaceship <laughs> up into space. It really made me laugh. I was like, really? And so the Churchill heads up there. It, it takes about five minutes to reach the church. The, the Columbia heads up there. takes about five minutes to ch- mount the Churchill. It, it literally does mount it as well. I, yeah. <laughs> I've written they have spaceship sex. Yeah, they did. It was, there was just like a thin paper shaft between the two of them, wasn't there, to yep. walk through. And three astronauts from the Columbia go aboard, and the Churchill is completely gutted inside. Yeah, it's been burnt. It's been on fire. Yeah, well, Which, well on fire. How Mission Control have never did not know that is quite astonishing, really. But And there are bodies everywhere. Yeah. Like burned out bodies. So what they do, they recover the tapes because there's like giant tapes in there that's obviously recorded the mission. <laughs> My notes just made me laugh. I've, <laughs> I've I've written, get the tapes, comma find the nudes. Yeah, they did find the nudes. That was the next thing. So these three alien bodies who were protected by these glass phone booth things are, are completely intact. They've not had any damage whatsoever. Oh. They put them back on the ship. They bring them back home and. That's our last bit of space for the whole film. Yeah, what could... <laughs> Everything else is set on could go wrong? Yeah, so we cut to the European Space Research Centre in yeah. London. And they've got the bodies. Yeah. And they're debating about what to do with these bodies. Yeah, it's all these, like, stiff upper lips British gentlemen, isn't it? Yeah. That talking. Old, old parliament dudes, isn't it? Old government yeah, and, dudes. Yeah, and they're, they're talking about, well, clearly we've got to dissect these things. Yeah. <laughs> to find out what, what we're dealing with there. 
And then the news comes on. Yeah, there's a news report on in the background. This is the old bottom of the stream trope. Yeah, good to see it was uh, alive and well, even in, what, 35 years ago. <laughs> he was an actual British newscaster as well. Oh, yeah. It was, did the voice. It, I can't remember it was. but It, it was vintage BBC uh, yeah. set and everything, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's basically talking about the fact that the comet's now visible in the night sky above London. I think he says it takes up one-sixth of the sky. Yeah, well, I think so. Fucking massive. <laughs> but there's, And then he goes on to talk about how there's no news of the church. They know the church was back, but there's no news of the crew from the government. Yeah. So it's like the government are covering it up, and he's talking about that. So one of the men at this space research center goes to check on the bodies. Yeah, the, yeah basically, yeah. Yeah, and it, it wakes up. As soon as he gets there, basically, it's like, this is the first time we've seen it with any life signs. Yeah. And whilst he's down there with this body, there's another man who's watching on the cameras. Yeah, one of the doctors is is in his office, isn't he? Yeah, uh, so he's he, like... He sees that the uh, space girl has woken up. Yeah, so he legs it down there as well, runs down there as well. And the this alien girl kisses this man. And in my next note says, electric shoots out. Yeah, I just put there as lightning. <laughs> Yeah, so there's like a lightning strike between their two mouths. And he kind of shrivels away. Yeah. Then And, and he, he dies. But, but that's all happened by the time it took the other man to get there. Well, the the, so, the doctor, he, he just makes it down to the lab in time to sort of catch this catch the desiccated body as it falls. Uh, but unfortunately, because uh, <laughs> this, this thing has just shriveled up, his head falls off. Yeah. <laughs> Which again it's made, quite, made me laugh. Some of the puppet work's really good in this. A bit later on, it is, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's like I don't know who did it, but it's it's like a if you imagine like a shriveled up skeleton, we've still got its flesh, like a mummy, I yeah. guess. They look like that, don't they? Yeah. While this is happening, though, another man spots the cameras, so he grabs a security team and he runs down there. Yeah, and the space girl kisses the second man, but he doesn't. Sh- yeah, he doesn't shrivel up. No, she lets him live. Uh, but by the time the security guys and the the oven man get there. She's gone, and this doctor, who the second man who went down, is kind of no use to anybody now. Yeah, he's just like in love. Yeah, and <laughs> he can't not he's, be in love he's, anymore. Uh, enchanted. Yeah. So they're like, she, shit, she's leaving. We can't let her leave. They call a security alert, and they're like, find her. She's in the building somewhere. She can't get out. But quite quickly, she just gets out. So <laughs> she, she kills three more security guards. Yeah, she like Darth Vader's one of them. She just chokes, yeah. chokes him. <laughs> yeah. And she, she kind of zaps a couple, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. And then and she's got this like electric powers. And then she's uh, and then she's off out into the night. Yeah, she blows out all the windows and wanders off into the night. She's still stark naked. Yep. Completely, she's naked pretty much all the way through this. Film. Yeah, she is. And this is where we meet Colonel Kane. Yeah, he's from the SAS. He's from the SAS. Of course, he is. <laughs> Super Army soldiers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he's come to investigate, and he wants to know more about what's happened with the Churchill. Yeah. So they basically say to him, look, when we got there, the tapes were empty that we found, but the escape pod was missing. Yeah. Uh, and they say, we can't, we don't know if everyone's accounted for because the bodies were in such a bad way and so unidentifiable. Yeah. We, We've we, no idea who survived, who didn't exactly. survive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Dr. Falada, which is a great name. Yeah. And she, he's got a theory about what this lady's doing. And he basically says she she drains the life force to get to regain her own energy. So he is most definitely Captain Exposition. Because he... just all the way through. He just knows what's going on. Yeah. I, <laughs> and he did. I've got a theory, which Go happens on. to be exactly what happens. That's what... Oh, that's, you mean you've no. got a theory then? 
So that's what he says every time he turns up. And he says, look, she's she's draining life force to gain energy for herself. She's totally dangerous to the planet. Yeah. Is how he describes it. That makes him so sound like and, makes him sound like a surfer dude, yeah. Yeah, he had a Bill and Ted moment. Then we cut to the room where the because obviously this the two men space people are still there. They're being held in a room, yeah. which suddenly just blows up massively. Uh, that happens quite a, huge a lot explosion. in this movie. Stuff just blows up <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, their room exploded in a huge explosion, but they survived it. They're, they're awake and they're walking towards two soldiers, I guess. Sure. Guards. So they the guards open fire, but the bullets don't appear to have any effect on these two naked men. The, bu- the bullets do nothing. The bullets do nothing. But the grenades do. They... Uh, they um, throw a couple of grenades into the room and just as they do that um falada and kane show up they come down there because they've heard this commotion falada you don't see the bodies but falada just says no oh, we've got no chance of doing an autopsy on them now no I, it destroyed just, them. it was really unclear I, i've actually written are they dead i think so I don't yeah know. I, I i i wanted to watch that bit twice but yeah that's exactly what happened they, they took some grenades on so what they do they go back to the first guy who had his life force drained and turned into like the mummy type thing yep um, but it's, when they get there, he wakes up. Yeah, it, he looks like a human shreddy. Um, <laughs> he really does. This is where I was like, "Oh, that puppet's awesome!" Because it, it does was look like good. a, it's like a fully sized human being. Yeah, but. when it when it sits up and like reaches out at them. Yeah, I, yeah, it was the it was probably the best bit in this movie. But yeah, definitely. I've even written that's some great puppet work. Um, but what he because they're going to do an autopsy on them, aren't they? Yeah, on this guy because they think he's dead, but he doesn't. He wakes up and he drains the life force from one of the doctors. He does, yeah. Which, in a really good scene, actually restored him back to what he looked like earlier on. Yeah, and so it, you slowly it, see him metamorphosize, metamorphosize back to what he was. And the doctor shreddies up instead. Yeah, <laughs> shreddies up. I'll try and put some pictures up on Twitter and the Discord and everything. To, yeah, good, good idea. To say what the bodies look like. Um, so they put the reanimated uh, guard back in. Uh, they put him in a cell, don't they? Yeah, they do. And Falada does a bit more exposition because he's like, "Oh, it's worrying that this can be passed on." Because obviously, <laughs> no shit. The, yeah, <laughs> and then Kane gets a call to say that they found a dead naked girl in Hyde Park, and they're like, "Well, we know of a naked girl that's missing. It's probably her, <laughs> but it wasn't her. No, it was the first victim. Yes. So this the girl. <laughs> all he says, Kane, when they get to this scene of this naked woman, there's a couple of kids who have found the body. And they're like, ah, oh, we thought they were going to les up. We saw two women there. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, so we just so watched funny. it. And, <laughs> and they were like, well. they go, they go, like, we were going to hang around just to see if they did anything. And the policeman who's with them just kind of goes, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah. But Kane's only thing from this is, oh, shit, now she's got clothes. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be harder to find now. <laughs> it really made me laugh. I was like, Oh, you're not a very good policeman if you're worried that your victim's got clothes on. Yeah. What are some super army soldier you are? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so they go back to the European Space Research Centre in London and the guard who earlier has rejuvenated himself, it's been two hours now, and he withers back to the shreddy man. The bloody home secretary's turned up as well now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> the home, yeah, the home secretary showed up. He's in it for a bit now. Yeah, so he he wants to be briefed on what the hell's going on. Yeah, so what they basically say is it looks like whenever you whenever these guys kill a person, it lasts them for two hours. That's how much energy they can get out of them. But the best bit is, this really made me laugh as well, Falada, uh, old Doctor Exposition, goes, ah, oh, I thought this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. 
And then oh, as soon as the two hours had passed, this guy just crumbles to dust. He does, yeah. Basically, it's like, if you don't get it within the two hours, you're done. You're finished. He's, he's he, just a pile of dust. I now. quite like this, though. It was quite intense because he's, he's getting angrier and angrier in his cell. Yeah, because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and, um, and then he just sort of obviously thinks, fuck it, I'm going for it. And he just yeah. runs at the at the cell door, doesn't he? At the, at the yeah. grate. No, that was the second guy. Oh, was it? That was the pathologist who got. Oh, okay. Got done. Uh, and he, yeah, because yeah, like, just... they went to him afterwards. Like, oh shit, we've lost our first victim. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. We've got another one here. Yeah, and then, and then he, he does the same. He yeah. does. Yeah, he runs it. At... He just runs at the door of the cell and explodes yeah. into it. Gets like cheese wired. Um, <laughs> and then and Falada and so Falada because he knows, like you just said, he knows everything that's going on. Yeah. He says. Oh, in an hour, the same thing's going to happen to the girl from the park. Yeah. Because it's been an hour since we found her. I was, at this point, I was like, I'm all in on this. I'm, I'm <laughs> enjoying this. The puppet work's good. The story's ridiculous. I'm all right. Then it went on. <laughs> then it kept going and kept going. I've written, actually written a great scene. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, all of these these little scenes together. And then when the they, they just go and watch the girl from the park, so they've got her tied to a bed. And yeah. they just wait for her to explode, and she does. Yeah, which she does. Yeah, she overheats and explodes. So they must have waited for an hour. They must have been watching her for an hour. Um, and then they get some news that the Churchill's escape pod has entered the atmosphere. Yeah. Which is exciting news, because that means somebody's in that, probably. <laughs> and they are. Tom Tom Carlson's in it. Yeah. Uh, again, very, <laughs> very much the geography is taken for granted here, because he touches down <laughs> in Texas. Yeah, and they go, and then suddenly he's in London. Yeah, they go, oh, get him over here, and then he is. He's the next scene. He's walking through the door in London. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know who it was. I was like, who's this guy? Yeah, but it, then, it's difficult because like, you've just seen him with a space helmet on for the space, first yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. Anyway, they have a bit of a debrief with him, don't they? Because they want him to tell his story of what happened. Yeah. They they tell him actually that the bodies that he'd found on this other ship survived the fire because he didn't know that obviously. So he tells them their story, which we already kind of know. Yeah. He says after the after they got the bodies back, people started to go a bit mad. The he says the radio man went first, and then one by one, people just went a bit crazy and their life got drained out of them. And Tom survived, but he says I don't know how because I can't remember. But he knows it was something to do with the girl, the space girl. Yeah. So I'm I'm glancing over this because this film goes on for ages. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I um I I similar to you. I I I quite enjoyed the first half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's totally his fault, but when Carlson turned up, it it did start to lose it a bit for me. It did. It went to shit, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he says he can't remember what happened, but he knows it was something to do with the girl. So what he did, he decided to destroy the ship. Yeah, he basically he, scuttled it, didn't he? Yeah, he's like, I can't expose the world to these creatures. So yeah, so basically he turned all the oxygen tank pumps right up and set fire to one of the bodies, yep. which caused a huge explosion. He gets into the escape pod, which is just big enough for him yeah, to fit into. He set fire to the bat body that was in the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then he says, I didn't want to leave. Leaving her was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. Because he... Cause from the minute anybody lays eyes on this girl, they become infatuated yeah, with her. Yeah, she's like a siren. Um, and then, the, the, uh, this happens a lot in this film, and I've glanced over a few of them, but just at the end of a scene, somebody will come in and say, set the next scene up. Yeah. Because at the, at the end of it, this that scene, somebody comes in and say, an unusual structure's been spotted leaving Haley's Comet, and it's 150 miles long. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And it and, happens and quite it goes, a lot. Oh, and it'll be here in two days. Yeah, it's going to take two days to get here. Tom goes to bed. They're like, Tom, you look tired, go to bed. Well, so you've just dragged him over from Texas. <laughs> yeah, he's only just got back from space. Yeah, that's some jet um, lag. 
but Tom has a bit of a is it a dream? It is a dream. Yes. But it's almost like in his head as well. It's like it's like really happening, but in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Because he dreams like he's having sex with this yeah, girl. Yeah, she's in his head. The she, there's part. She's yeah. in his. She's completely partly in his head, and he wakes up screaming. He's so sweaty, like he's so sweaty and so screamy. It, it was like you know when people scream, it makes me feel uncomfortable, yeah. and it made me feel uncomfortable. But there's so many scenes in this where he's just pouring with sweat, and again, it just made me laugh because, uh, you know when Ted Stryker in Airplane is <laughs> is sweating and it's. And it's literally pouring off him like a waterfall. He looks a little bit like him as well, doesn't he? He, he does a bit. And it just, it kept making me chuckle because it reminded me of that. <laughs> the screaming calls in Kane and Falada. So these three guys are like our three main guys now, aren't they? So sure. Kane and Falada come running in because they can hear him screaming. screaming. And Falada's like, maybe we should hypnotise you. <laughs> yeah, he can do yeah, that. Yeah, because he can do that. <laughs> so, it's, you know, I, I'm not sure what his... His doctorate is in, but he's he's so far said, I like dead people, uh, and I can hypnotise yeah. you. <laughs> so he does. So in the next scene, Tom's being hypnotised. It basically reveals that their minds are connected. Yes, and he can see where she is. So they don't obviously don't know where she is, but he can now see where she is. Although he does say, I don't know. I can see where she is, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> no, yeah. it's no use to you. She's just in a field somewhere. Uh, but he does say she's got a different body. Yeah. She's she's possessed someone yeah. else, and she's looking for a man because she says he says she's looking for a man to draw some energy from, and he says, but there's another person here. There's two minds in this body, so the the original lady's there inside this head, but the yeah. man, the space, the, host. the space girl's there as well, and they basically see her get in the car with a, a man. She starts seducing this. She, he's quite an old man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and they quite. She starts seducing him. She starts like riding her skirt up, and he touches her knee. And Tom, like, he can't handle that. So he, like, wakes up from his hypnosis. Yeah, but luckily, Falada says to him, ever oh, so get, the, as well. get, get the license plate of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can track it. Yeah. And, uh, and then Falada launches into this other, oh, I think what's happened here is that uh, she's, she's taken over this body and she's probably hidden the original <laughs> one somewhere safe. <laughs> Nothing to suggest that whatsoever. No, nothing at all. Of, of course, that's, that's absolutely 100% what's happened. <laughs> I think then it cuts to just some long shots of the alien spaceship approaching. Yeah. Uh, but then we go back to the lab with Dr. Falada, and he's he's basically just mucking around doing some experiments. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a soldier approaches him <laughs> in the lab. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the soldier has the face, and indeed is, one of the man vampires. <laughs> yep, that happens. Uh, and then it cuts away. And I'm not quite sure how this bit of information was dropped. I think um, I think we go back to Carlson and Kane, yep. and, and Carlson says, oh, so, something else I saw. Um, the the guy took, took Ellen. Uh, he, he's only dropped her off at an asylum for the criminally <laughs> insane. <laughs> They do. I think they find it from the car number plate. I think they trace oh, the yeah, car. I think I you think. might be right. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll uh, we'll go and pick this girl up from the asylum for the criminally insane. It's like Arkham, <laughs> I think. And um, when they get there, the bloody Patrick Stewart opens the door, doesn't he? He, he does. <laughs> so Jean Luc Picard yeah, himself. So he's Doctor Armstrong, and he runs the asylum for the criminally insane. And it turns out that the lady's called Helen. 
and she works there and lives there. Yeah, she. I think she was she a yeah. nurse. She's a nurse. Yeah. So is and her name's Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird because usually you don't pronounce know, her H's, but this time you've given one. Do you know, do you know why? It's because I work with a girl called Helen. And if you call her Ellen, she freaks out and she hates it. <laughs> and so I can't do that now. She's trained me. Yeah, so the, the Dr. Armstrong shows, her up, shows them up to her room and they knock on the door and they're like, we need to talk to you. And then pretty much... I hated Tom, this scene. This I was, hated it this so was much. It so was so wrong. It was so stupid on every level. And pretty much straight away, Tom slaps her in the face. Yeah. And then he grabs her around the throat and he looks into her eyes and he's like, oh, it's gone. And I'm like, What? Yeah. You just slap this girl for no reason. But then he says, she's yeah. a masochist. She wants me to beat it out of her. Yeah. But he did, the very first thing he said was that she's gone. Yeah. It it really confused me. And then he starts calling for it to come out and meet him. And, and the, it finish, the scene finishes with them just having a kiss. Well, no, but the, the most uncomfortable part of it for me is that Tom turns around to Kane and says, this isn't going to be oh, yeah. easy to watch, uh, you know. If, if you want to step out. And, and Kane, the super army soldier, goes, oh no, I'm a voyeur. And he literally sits <laughs> down in an armchair. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you what, I thought he was going to start unzipping. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, but the very first thing he says was that she's gone. And then he spends the next five minutes trying to get it out of her. Yeah. And he ends up with him kissing. And I've even written here, not a fucking clue. I've yeah. got no idea what's gone on there. Basically. Um, but Tom somehow now has a physical description of the man that she's taken over. Yeah. So I don't know how that happened. It's in his mind somewhere. And, and it's, it's like, it's a tall, bold guy, basically. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Sykes, the child murderer. Yeah. That's that, what they're describing him as. Yeah. Because they describe him to Armstrong. It's like, do you know this guy? He's tall, bold, fat, got a birthmark on his cheek. And he's like, oh yeah, that's Jeffrey Sykes, the child murderer. He lives downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm losing this. And I... I had to. Pa- I can't remember why, but I had to pause it for some reason. I think I went to get some food, and I'm like, "Shit, I'm only forty minutes in. <laughs> There's like an hour and twenty minutes left of this film. Like, Jesus Christ! Uh, I think this what... was tough, tough going. This. <laughs> this is why when I text you, I was like, I cannot believe how long this film is. Um, Jeffrey Sykes, the child murderer, which I think is his full name. Yeah, live, lives in a padded cell downstairs, and he's asleep. So they go into his room, the four of them, I think, all together. Yeah, they're going to, they've got a plan, haven't they? They're going to inject him with a sedative and haul him out of there, basically. Yeah. So they go to do it, um, but Tom swivels at the last minute and injects Armstrong instead, Patrick Stewart. He injects Picard. Yeah. And he says, ah, it was you, actually. (laughs) You're the bold, tall person with a birthmark on your chin. Oh, I think yeah. they were just tricking him, I think. But why yeah. they had to go down to this child murderer's room to do that? Why I don't know. It was really weird. I don't know. And basically what they say now, what what it comes to light is now that because Armstrong's unconscious, this space girl is now trapped inside him. Yeah. That's how I understood it. Basically, yeah. Tom Carlson starts asking questions to unconscious Dr. Armstrong and he starts screaming now. Yeah. And then he starts talking in a lady's voice. Yeah. And she, and he, pretty, he starts telling Carson so that he loves loves him. Yeah, uh, our bodies are unimportant. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, we're going to get like, some full on action here. <laughs> She's like, she, I took the shape from your mind. You are, I am the feminine you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And Carson's like begging to be let go, isn't he? Yeah, and he's screaming, he's screaming like, let me go, let me go. And then Carson and 
Dr. Armstrong have a kiss. Yeah. Do you want to know a fact about that kiss? Yes, please. It was Patrick Stewart's first ever screen kiss. That's a great fact. <laughs> then I've written the line in my notes, the room goes all Ghostbusters. It sure does. Because <laughs> like, shit starts flying around the room. There's blue electric photo lights going around the room. It's all a bit crazy. It goes a bit chaotic, doesn't it? Yeah. And there's another guy who's one of the doctors there. He comes running in, doesn't do anything when he gets there. He just like freaks out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Kane grabs the two, because they've got three doses of this um, sedative. And Kane grabs like both syringes and he plunges them into each side of Armstrong's neck. And all the chaos stops because he goes unconscious again. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, their home secretary is now dead. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> he's dead. I've no idea how. Because they literally broken. just go over and they go, oh no, he's dead. His neck's broken. Everybody but, else is absolutely fine. They were yeah. a bit knocked over. Yeah. All but, it was was like, the, what was he killed by? The flying paperwork? Oh, the, there must have been a flying chair or something. His, his neck got broken. But you don't and, see it, do you? No, you it's, don't see it. They just go like, over to him and he's like, oh shit, the home secretary's dead. That's going to cause an issue. Um, at this point, they decide that the virus is now probably, what, what we call it, vampirism, is yeah. now spreading because they, they must have missed a victim. This is so messy now. I put, oh Christ. This movie. <laughs> Jesus. Also, we now find out that the two male ones didn't die earlier on. Yeah. They transferred themselves into the two guys that were shooting at them, the soldiers. Yeah, they must have dodged the grenades. This all comes from Alada, by the way, uh, Falada. And he says, only the originals can do that, not the victims. And I'm like... How do you know all this shit? <laughs> yeah. Because we cut back to him, don't they? And, yeah. And, and, but he's killed one Because he's of got them. him on the phone, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's killed one of them because he's like, you need to kill... He tells them how to kill them now because he knows that as well now. And he's like, I've written all this down. He's like, you need to kill them with a leaded metal shaft, not through the heart, through the energy center, which is two inches below the heart. And then I've written, he's got a fucking massive sword. Where's he got it from? I don't know. It was like it's, the, it's the like huge, a, ornate... Yeah, it's like something out of game. Viking uh, Conan sword. the Barbarian. Yeah, it really was. It's, it it's just an, appeared. He had it earlier in a, like a chest, like a case. Yeah. I don't know where it's come from. I <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's killed one of them. All got, over the place this, at this, this point. This sword, yeah, it is. It's, it's gone insane. I don't know what's going on. He thinks that... They're on the. I think they're on. The, are they on the phone to Kane and Carlson for yeah, at yeah. this point? Because uh, Kane and Carlson are now on the way back to London. They're in a and, helicopter with the body of the Home Secretary yeah. and Jean Luc Picard. Yes, that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> and Falada says, "I, I personally now think that all vampires of myth are these creatures, and these creatures have been to Earth before." Yeah, because <laughs> he like, just knows. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And then Carlson goes, good, "Good theory." Carlson just goes, "He's right." Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's, like, yeah, that you're right. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, suddenly they're in a helicopter over in here. Um, they have the Home Secretary's body and Alsom. Uh, Alsom? Armstrong. Um, but suddenly the... How would you describe what happened here? So... <laughs> so the the two bodies start to, like, spew blood. Yeah. And... Out of their, like, faces. Yeah, out of all the, all the orifices. And yeah. the blood, like, gathers... But it's floating in the helicopter, yeah. and it starts to like form a gelatinous mass, um, and then becomes yeah, a girl. They, they kind of form the the girl, yeah. Um, but then she just explodes. Yeah, she doesn't even say anything. No. You, you just see her. She's like, oh, that's blood's turned into the girl. Oh, it's now ex- just a pile of blood on the floor. Yeah, and then Carson just turns to Kay and goes, "Oh, her body's in London, by the way." Yeah, she's she's in London somewhere. 
like, literally, it's gone right off a cliff from the first forty-five minutes to now. I'm like, this is ridiculous. No, literally, nothing is making sense anymore. No, no, it, it it's barely connected at this point. Tom now confesses that he destroyed the Churchill because he opened one of the cases, and he instantly fell in love with this girl. And he says her power was calling to him. Yeah. But then the BBC interrupt what they're saying because there's another news bulletin. He's I really mean, sweaty again. He's so sweaty all the way through. <laughs> um, there's a BBC news bulletin in the helicopter and it's like, uh, breaking news, London is on fire. People are going crazy in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Um, and we get a bit of a riot montage. So everybody's gone crazy in London. Everyone's a vampire. The helicopter pilot's like, well, we can't really land now um, because shit's gone wrong. So, uh, so, so yeah, so the colonels, uh, Carlson and Kane, want to go back to the space agency, and yeah. the, the the pilot says, "No, we're not allowed. Uh, you know, there's there's a limit on um, uh, airspace. We're going yeah. to a we're going to an army base." No, that's um, later. They go to Westminster. First. Oh, is it? Oh, so they go well, to oh, they go well, to meet the okay. prime minister, don't they? Yeah, they go there first. Um, they uh, they land at Westminster and they go to see the prime minister, and he's acting a bit weird. We do finally meet the Prime Minister. Yeah, he's sweaty as well. He's very sweaty. And then his secretary kills him. Oh, I thought it was she... the other way around. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he beckons her in. But I think she killed him. Oh, I thought he killed her. I don't know. Anyway, the Prime Minister's... I just put the Prime Minister as a space vampire. Uh, <laughs> I thought his secretary killed him, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't come back into it again. Well, um, it did make me think a bit, you know, space vampires might explain quite a lot about our Prime Minister currently. That's tr- true. Wouldn't necessarily be such a bad thing, would it? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're in like the war rooms, aren't they? Under Downing Street, I think. Yeah. And people are collapsing everywhere. There's like soldiers collapsing. So they just sneak out. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll never hear. We'll go uh, back to my helicopter. So they go back to the helicopter. Luckily, the pilot's still there. I've written some zombies follow because basically these are now zombies, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're not even vampires. They're just like Yeah, and they're, and they're like fast moving angry so so for some reason they've stopped being like husks of people yeah. like the ones we saw before uh yeah and yeah we're now at risk of space vampire zombies i think <laughs> seems like that way a couple of them grab the skis of the helicopter and one of them gets shot with a flare gun yeah um, the helicopter pilot says um nato have taken control of london yeah <laughs> uh, so we need to go to a nato base so not only have we got the SAS, we've now got NATO. Um, so they land at this NATO base, and they, when they get there, they're like, you need to be put in quarantine for two hours. Yeah. And they're like, we can't be in quarantine for two hours. We know what's going on. We're the only people that do know what's going on. And they're like, we've isolated the whole of London. And if we need to, we've got nuclear approval, so we can nuke London if we need to. Uh, and then, but we're not there And yet. then it's literally someone else comes up and goes, oh, by the way, uh, there's a 150-mile-long spaceship that's just parked above London. <laughs> That was my next note. It's like it's this. <laughs> this spaceship's just now parked over London, um, and it's sucking up human souls. Yeah. So, Carlson's like, I need to get back to London. I need to find this girl. Yeah. Because be- uh, yeah, because they're not in London now. They've gone somewhere out just outside. The the girl's kind of calling to him, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, and because he said she she wants her energy back. She's got some of my her energy's in me, and she wants it back yeah. now. <laughs> so Carlson does a runner. He goes off on his own, and Kane like commandeers a army truck. No, Car- like, I'm going to follow. No, him. Carlson gets in the armored Land Rover. Pr- yes, pretty that's right. sensible. And 
Kane, the super army soldier, just takes like a car. (laughs) (laughs) And then Kane, you get a bit of a montage of Kane just driving through the chaos of London. Yeah, it's went on for ages. (laughs) It really did. It goes. You're basically just running people over. They they both fend off some zombies, don't they? Yeah. Tom can hear her calling to him, but his car gets like overrun with zombies, and so he has to get away. So he manages to get away. And he heads to what I've described as a blue light soul sucker thing. Yeah. Because it's a bit like Ghostbusters again. Yeah. There's a great big blue light that's ascending into the sky. So and it's, it's coming out of the dome of St. Paul's Cathedral, isn't it? It's I've written it. I've, it's St. Paul's, I yeah. think. It was my next line. It's, it's just yeah. a massive blue shaft going into the sky. And it's sucking up souls, yeah. which we find out. Um, he gets to St. Paul's and there's bodies everywhere. The whole All the steps are lined with they bodies. Are, yeah. Kane, for some reason, hasn't followed Tom. He's gone back to the Space Research Centre. Because yeah. he's, he's gone to find Falada instead. And Falada comes out with a very strange line now, because he's like, oh, I've discovered that there is life after death. I know, he's like... Um, <laughs> what? Do you think he's friends he's with... Like Robert yeah, Redford. I was going to say, he's friends with Robert Redford from the Discovery. Because he yeah. does, he, he goes into this monologue about, oh, yes, I now know, uh, you know, our souls live on afterwards. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I've never considered really this in any movies and now i've watched two in the past few weeks <laughs> it's really weird it's such a weird line it threw me completely so falada is very sweaty as well and i think we know what his, that means. Yeah. yeah it does um he tells kane that she's in the cathedral he calls it the cathedral and eventually kane shoots him but was he a vampire i mean he says i think so yeah because yeah he i think he was one of the bubble, men doesn't he yeah, um, his blue soul shoots out. Yeah, I've written that. And he says, he says the the remaining male vampire is taking everyone's souls, but yeah. th- but they are then fed through the woman who transmits yeah. them back to the ship. <laughs> oh, of course whatever. they do. It's so I can't describe to you how insane this film is from this from just from about this point onwards. Well, no, earlier than that. It's just insane all the way through it. Do you think it's one of the craziest films we've seen? Yeah. Pr- Probably it it it's just so out there. It's I really I couldn't odd. help but think of a wait further instructions, which I think is the most crazy film we've yeah. seen. Batshit crazy, and I think this is right up there. Yeah, with I it. think so. It's just insane. Um. Anyway, Kane manages to escape. Um. He, he get, fights off some more zombies, and Carlson goes into the cathedral and he finds the space girl, and she's like lying on an altar. Yep. At like the base of this blue light, and she basically starts calling at him. She's like, "Come be with me." And then we get a montage of Kane. He's now heading towards St. Paul's because he knows where Tom's gone. Yeah, he's got he's got the, the massive sword. Yeah, he's running through London with this crazy sword. And Tom starts walking towards the girl. Uh, Kane gets chased by a horde of zombies now. There's thousands of them after him. All sorts of yeah. crazy shit's going on. But eventually Kane gets to the cathedral. There's a, there's a man standing at the door of the cathedral. And all the blue light that's coming to the cathedral is entering him. Yeah. It's just kind of like feeding into him. And... Kane stabs him with this huge fucking sword. He sticks it in the dude, two inches just below the heart. And he in it, the, the blue light turns red and he explodes, but briefly turns into a giant bat. He does, yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere. I still thought this was a pretty cool puppet. Yeah, it was, yeah. The puppet work was brilliant all the way through this. Um, it was only on the screen for a very brief yeah. 10 seconds, possibly. But so then that's... It, um... Yeah, so that's the two male vampires are now taken care of. Yeah, so we've just got the girl left and Tom's in there with her. So Kane heads inside. Tom and the woman are now both naked and they're 
starting to get it on a little bit. Yep. Kane's a floor up, looking down through a yeah. hole. So he's like sticking his head into this blue shaft. Yeah, looking down, screaming Tom's name, and Tom kind of like acknowledges him from above, from below. So Kane's calling his name. Tom's getting off with this woman, and <laughs> Kane... they're doing really bad kissing as well. Really bad kissing. Um, <laughs> like there's noses involved chins. yeah all sorts of shit's going on so Kane decides what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop this sword through this hole Yeah. Um, so he does he drops the sword Carlson catches it and stabs it through her back and, and his, his front. front So and it goes right through both of them and the blue light goes red and then goes out and then you get a last scene of the ship just flying away well no Carl- <laughs> carlson and the girl ascend yeah they do. don't they yeah so, the- so the beam goes red yeah. and then they ascend back to the ship yeah uh the ship leaves yeah. i presume it is now newly charged with energy because yeah, it's, it's kind of got blue lights sparkly off. yeah all flashing uh, all over it and, it heads, and back- it's, it heads back to the comet doesn't it yeah and then the credits and that's rolling. it it just finishes <laughs> and the credits start rolling out of nowhere so, yeah. I was like, oh, right, it's done. It's done. There's an hour and 56 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you think overall? I mean, I didn't like it. No, not at But I. it was so weird. <laughs> I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's one of those, it's entertaining, um, but it's it's far too long. It's far too long. I, I didn't need to see, because uh, a lot of it is just repetitive. So yeah. you see like, Carlson going through London fending off zombies and then you see exactly the same scene yeah. with Kane doing it yeah. and I'm just like no I get it yeah we, we know <laughs> London's overrun it's a bit um, like Miracle Mile where what's one of that that city was overrun wasn't it and it was a bit like that where everybody was going a bit crazy this wasn't as clever as that no though. nowhere near nowhere near um, this was batshit crazy I've not said that term for a long time and it's actually got bats in it so <laughs> very apt thank you uh, it's mental. I, it's absolutely I thought the insane. A- I thought the acting was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, the puppets were good. The puppet work was really good. That's The practical effects are really good in it. Yeah, the visual effects piss poor. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just didn't make sense. The whole, like, detour to Yorkshire to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need that at all. Yeah, unnecessary. Um, I, I guess, what was it trying to say? That she'd, like sent them on a bit of a wild goose chase presumably to to get them out of london i don't uh, yeah possibly maybe maybe still there was stuff that just outright didn't make sense that wild goose chase killed off the bloody home secretary and patrick stewart (laughs) yeah but yeah it's it's bonkers uh i mean wow space vampires what can you say absolutely (laughs) yeah it's a it's a film about space vampires set in the 80s it's and it's too long it's on for nearly. Well, it's on for two hours, and it's it's too long. It, it needed half an hour less. There's some bits in this. I thought, yeah, uh, like you say, the the autopsy scene with the. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a cool scene. Uh, uh, it wasn't clear what was happening a lot of the time, though. <laughs> no. Um, I yeah. It. I can't recommend it. No, I'm not going to recommend it. But I'm glad I've watched it. Yes, agreed. Because it's it's such a curiosity. I think. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's weird. It's really it's weird. It's so weird. It's it's got to be front runner for uh, most batshit crazy at the next Oscars. And then it just ends. Yeah, t- uh, totally that was abruptly. disappointing. The end was really disappointing. It's like you don't get to see any sort of resolution. What happened to London? Yeah, London are okay? they just? 
do the zombies come back? Are people dead? Or will the zombies just carry on roaming around? What's... Yeah. It's, there's no resolution to it and it's really annoying. Yeah. You don't even find out what happened to Carlson or Kane. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not good. Do you want to do the stream table? Yeah. Do you want me to run through it? Are you uh, okay yes, please. It? No, I think I might need a reminder. So currently at number six in the stream table is Malevolent. Number sure. five is iBoy. Number four is Results. Number three is Hungerford. Number two is The Discovery. And number one is Calibre currently. Where are you thinking? I mean... I can see an argument for this going anywhere from three <laughs> to the bottom. Yeah. And I'm not really sure where this, where I want to put this, to be honest. <laughs> I would like to put it between iBoy and Malevolent. Right, okay. I think Malevolence, it's not as good a film as... Malevolence a worse film. But I know you don't like iBoy. No, I didn't. I really didn't like iBoy. But, but I, like I say, I, I, I don't have a problem with it being down there because in many ways I didn't enjoy this as much as iBoy. Yeah. Uh, but parts of it I did. But you know, it's it's a really it's a difficult one this one. Big is. parts of it I enjoyed. It's just too long and it just got boring in the middle. And and the See, ending's I, poor. I, I wasn't that bothered about the length, but I watched it in two bits. Yeah. So that's probably why I've not got that viewpoint to be honest. Yeah, maybe. Um, the ending's bad. It gets boring in the middle, but the first 45 minutes are really good. So I think High Boy's better. Like, yeah, I I will go with that. I will go with that positioning. So you want to 6 out yeah. of 7? Yeah. Cool. Do you want to do the new feature? Yes. Did you come up with a name for the new feature, which I quite liked? Oh, I did. Want to tell the people. Uh, hang on, I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got it. Go for it. What are we calling the new feature, Nick? Turning the tide. Like it. We are turning the tide on this film. One change. You can do anything you want in your power to make this film better. What are you doing? Right, before I answer that, can I ask a, <laughs> I ask a question? Of course so, you can. so the book that this yeah. is based on was set in the future. Not, okay. Not right. present day as was. Do you think that would have made this better? Uh, yes. Because then you'd have had a whole eighties film, all set in the future. <laughs> Do you know when? Would you know when in the future it was set? Would it now be in the past from now? I don't know if it's specified. Would it now be in the past? Was it like set in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, that probably would make it better. Make it a bit more, a bit less um, normal, I guess. Well, have you got any ideas what you'd change? I think I answered last week. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd make it shorter. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'd make it shorter. I'd uh, concentrate. I'd cut out the bit in Yorkshire because that's unnecessary. And I'd probably keep us up on the spaceship a little bit longer at the beginning. I would have liked some more space action, I must say. Yeah. And I would like an ending. Just tighten it up. Just yeah, just basically trim it down, tighten it up, tighten it up, make and it look nice. Tell me a story. I'd quite like to watch the one hour forty cut of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it even exists anywhere now. But I would not like to see the two hours and eight minutes cut of it. Tell me a story <laughs> through the movie, not just all done through this Doctor Falada character. Yeah, because it's yeah, because if he wasn't there, so badly makes handled. Even, it makes even less sense. Cut that character out completely. It's unnecessary, and tell us that, and actually tell us the story. Find out stuff, not just guess it and yeah. it be right. Everything you guess is right and it's stupid. I'd also like to see Patrick Stewart have a bigger role. Could he is some of the some of the acting is really bad in this. He's yeah. he's left you know, <laughs> he does well with what he's got. Yeah. You can He would have been better as Kane for me. Oh yeah. If he'd have been wielding a sword against a load of zombies. 
I'd have been. Yeah, I'd have been up for that. Yeah, definitely. Tom, Patrick Stewart though has always looked old. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know how old he was when they made that film? I have no idea. Forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Four years older than us, right? Or five years older than us. So this would have been like. So what is this? Nineteen eighty-five. You say? Yeah. So. It's only two years after this he he would have started two or three years after this he'd have started on Star Trek. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I was like, I need to work out how old he is. That and he was forty-four. Wow, like, blimey, he's not. He had a difficult paper round. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's that done. I think make it shorter, change it up a little bit, get rid of one of the characters, and give Patrick Stewart a bigger role. We're supposed to do one change, but we've done fucking loads. Sorted. <laughs> so our rules, we don't care. That's how we would turn the tide on Life Force. Oh, got a new catchphrase. We're going to pick next week's film. Yeah, let's do it. What are you looking for? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm so, I feel drained having watched this. I feel like <laughs> I've been drained by a spice, space vampire. <laughs> spice, spice vampire. That's an idea for a movie. Um, <laughs> the paprika vampire. Yeah. <laughs> um, something funny. Yeah? Yeah. Something a bit more fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to press the button? Yes, please. Uh, it's picked a film called Cat Fight. Okay. Cool. Have you got any ideas? It is an animation about uh, two cats and their battle for supremacy in the hip New York scene <laughs> of the cat world. That sounds That sounds. <laughs> Awesome, and I would be up for that. That is not what this okay. film is. The rivalry between two former college friends comes to a head when they both attend the same glamorous event. It is a comedy drama. Okay. Female-led, obviously, because it's called Catfight. Do you want to know who's in it? Yes, please. Sandra O. Oh. oh, okay. Oh. Anne Hesh. Cool. And Alicia Silverstone. Oh, wow. Yeah, quite a, quite a lineup. I like Sandra O. She's good. Yeah, she is. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, Catfights, 15. Let's do it. The tagline is, a black and blue comedy. Uh-huh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, mm. yeah, so go out and check out Catch... Catch... Cap of the Black Badda. Go out and check out Catfight. I thought uh, you were going to do, time. like, Scatman, then. <laughs> Scatfight. Yeah. Although that's something completely different. Don't forget the socials. I'm just gonna, I was just about to. Don't forget the socials. <laughs> uh, go out and watch Catfight. Come back in the meantime. I nearly forgot anyway. <laughs> um... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Check out our brand new website, www.bottomofthestream.com, where you'll find every episode we've ever recorded available in your browser. You can check out all the stream tables we've ever done. There's loads of other cool shit on there, and you can buy some merch if you want to. Come over to Discord. The Discord link will be in the uh, description of the episode because they're too long to type in, so write read out anywhere. And you can check us also out on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, where if you give us a couple of quid every month, we will give you some extra bonus episodes, some early access to the episodes, which I'm getting quite good at now. I've done the last few. Um, you can have a wild card. Nick writes a newsletter every so often. Uh, yeah, all sorts of shit like that. Just come, come and check us out on Patreon. Yeah, if you can't do that, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, on Podbean, or anywhere else you can leave us a review. It really helps, puts us up in people's algorithms, and lets them know we're here, basically. So any of that is much appreciated. It certainly is. So yeah, go out and check out Catfight, and this episode's finished now, so you can go and press play on the Shark Select episode, because we are on that as well, so you can have more time for us. 
and uh, we'll come back next week to talk to you about Catfight. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>